2: welcome to the busted open podcast this is the busted open podcast you can listen to the full show monday through saturday from 9 a.m to noon eastern on sirius xm fight nation channel
0: 156 this time no ref is going to pull me off of you no ref is going to save you and tell you it's over no you are going to say i am better than you you are going to abandon your baby the smackdown title and you will be spared no humiliation when you say
1: i quit back here on a saturday busted open rolling along i'm ryan that's mark listen mark I'm, I'm a. I like to think of myself as a problem solver, right? Bully Ray, right. screw tightener, right? We're busted open. We care. We don't want to be negative all the time. We want to provide solutions. I don't want to come here on every show and just start blasting Ronda Rousey and talking about how terrible she is on the microphone. But when I listen to that, but we didn't. We I, didn't I just, say I, she
2: was terrible. We just no, said that it wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs>
1: Well, right. There's something lacking there, right? There's a disconnect. And when I hear that audio as we come back from the rejoin from last night on Friday Night SmackDown, I think back to the way SmackDown started. That's how SmackDown started, right? They kicked off the show with a tepid, lukewarm, um, I I don't know what other word you want to use, right? Ronda Rousey. It just wasn't there. It's not hitting, Mark. And I don't know how we get this on the right track. I saw our pal, Andreas Hale, he tweeted out yesterday he was like if there was ever a storyline to just stop in the middle of it and just forget that it ever happened it's this one I, I mean listen I, I mean you can't do that with a Charlotte That's a and little Rousen. strong I get that it, it is but man this is really hard to watch and enjoy right now mark
2: the only thing that I thought was a little tough was uh the drew golag stuff you know like if you're gonna use a man in the ring with Charlotte you um, you know, like, have him put his finger in her face or, uh, you know, use the pen as a tool to say, look, you're going to sign this or whatever. And now she can yeah. grab, uh, you know, Rhonda can grab his arm and, and pull his arm down and, and hold it. Like, why are you hitting yourself? Why are you hitting yourself? You know, like, you got to make somebody do something. He was being armbarred. And, and then he handed her the pen. It didn't make sense. Because if you get an on you don't give a damn <laughs> about that pen in your hand. You'll be it's trying to reach, you gonna try to reach over and go, hey, let me go, please, please. I made a mistake, it's my bad. I, sh- I owe you, I will buy you coffee for the rest of the month. I, I, anything, and you start begging and negotiating, let me go. That's That's, that's what I was thinking the whole time of him.
1: Holding the damn pen in his hand, going, <laughs> can't see. Come Mark, on, man! Like make stuff <laughs> make sense. Yeah. Well, you're not wrong. Make in terms of making stuff making sense. Um, this should be a rivalry pitted on competitive, you know, juices. Right. The 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 striving for greatness. You talked about. Uh, You you essentially set up a promo that Rhonda, you know, the the attacking Charlotte for her history, right, for her father, um, you know, for the things that were handed to her. Because, you know, Mark, that's the go-to when you're wrestling a Charlotte Flair. And they went there a little bit, but not as much as they could have. And here's the thing. We were just talking about Lacey Evans, right? And I want the – I want – the nation to listen because we have some audio here from lacey evans from her promo last night it was the third week in a row where lacey is pulled from a real life experiences and brought in you know some 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 i I guess color right to 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 kind of paint the picture to explain to folks why people should care about her and again we're gonna let you listen to this audio from lacey uh mark did you want to say something
2: yeah before you before you play that audio yeah um Rhonda has to say things even if she don't mean it. And then she can say later on, I said whatever I had to say to get you where you needed to be, which is in my face. Because if you standing far away, I can't do nothing to you. But if you in my face, that arm belongs to me. That leg is there to be twisted. Like that's the way she's got to be because that's who she really is. Yeah. And, and, and doctoring the the conversation I think is limited her. And how many times have somebody said something, piss you off. And even if you knew it not to be true, that you said some shit that you just was like, you know what, man, your breath stank, you, you, anything, (laughs) you just want to touch, you just want to make them angry. And I don't feel that. I don't no. feel like Rhonda is trying to make her. Rhonda Rhonda's, uh, is is close to being me as I've met in a woman. Talking to her, she is tough, man. She's smart, passionate. Talks when she start talking about her husband, her face light up. Mm-hmm. Man, it's it's like Travis. Travis won. Just like just like I won. That's like you won.
1: <laughs> I,
2: man, down. we overkicked our coverage with the women that we picked. You know
1: <laughs> yes, what I'm saying? We yes, we did.
2: Yeah. And did and win. that's that is that is that is the I wanna I wanna see that Rhonda. I wanna see her like, you talk about my talk about my child. You talk about make it up.
1: Well you wanna you wanna see emotion. You want to feel something. You talk about my husband, right? And you expect me to stand here and just have a conversation with you? Right. Uh uh. No. Well, to your point, I can't wait
2: to see him in a cage because there ain't no talking in a cage.
1: That's right. Well, to your point, there's not a lot of emotion there in this feud and there absolutely should be. And when we talk about emotion uh, again, I want to go back and listen to that promo from Lacey Evans last night because there was emotion there, right? She's pulling from real world experience. And when we yeah. come back after you, do, after the nation's done listening to this audio mark from Lacey, um, I want to see if there's maybe something we can do in terms of that regarding Ronda Rousey. But for right now, this is Lacey Evans last night on SmackDown, continuing her story for the past couple of weeks. So of what you've been hearing and, and uh, bringing the emotion to her return on Friday nights. Growing up, if we weren't living in tents, we were in trailers with holes in the floor or small houses covered in mold. And the more money my dad did bring in, uh, the more drugs and anger came with it. I had to grow up during the most important years of my life without my mom. To this day, I do my own makeup before shows because from a young age, I learned that if you want something done right, you do it yourself. By the time I was 15 years old, I started competing in amateur wrestling. I was undefeated, ranked first in the state of Florida and ninth in the nation. With uh, the lack of support that I had at home, it was up to me to push myself to succeed. Because when you don't have anyone to rely on or to, and, and nothing to lose, you start to realize just how unstoppable and strong that you really are. That was Lacey Evans last night on SmackDown. And Mark, when I hear from Lacey Evans, listen, I know there's only so much real estate for everyone to tell their story, and I'm aware of that. But Ronda Rousey has a similar story. Like to Lacey Evans, it's not exactly the same, but it is a childhood steeped in tumult and, 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 and tragedy. Uh, Rhonda lost her father when she was like, I, I want to say she was, she was very young, Mark. I want to, she was under 10 years old. I want to say she was eight years old. her. Her father broke his back in a sledding accident, and then he eventually ended up uh, committing suicide. Um, She struggled with a learning disorder when she was young. You know what I mean? She's got this really chaotic upbringing that the WWE hasn't even touched on. And again, I... I understand if that's Ronda's something that she wants to stay away from. I'm aware of it because of, you know, her her history in mixed martial arts. This isn't a story that they've told yet in professional wrestling, but I mean, it's there. It's definitely something that will bring the crowd around. It was definitely be something that would bring emotion to a feud with Charlotte Flair if that's something they wanted to at least address or if you wanted to bring in their upbringing and their fathers, I mean, that's a you know we we talk about it. Pro wrestling is best when you when you pull from the real world, right? It is,
2: man. I, I should I had daddy issues too. And, and sure. sometimes you gotta be able to embrace the negativity and say, you know what, man, like how strong am I to to, to, yeah. to live through that, to survive that? What what basically Lacey was saying is she she was Batman in, in the movie when when he, when he had to take the, the, the tether off, when he had to take the rope off, the only way that you can truly jump to the other side is if you don't have nothing to lose. There's no, there's no safety net beneath you. You have to leap on faith in yourself and jump free and, and make it. And she did. And there's a lot of people that can, but there's a lot of people that don't know that they can do that. They don't even know, they don't have nobody to tell them, hey, you know you're in trouble. I I see the trouble, but all you gotta do is make a left and go down the road right there. And when you make a right at the stop sign, you say, you're good. It's simple. It sounds simple because it is. Right. But it's hard as hell because the negative forces or telling you, no, don't go down the street. Stay right here with us. Here, drink this. Here, smoke this. (laughs) It's so easy. Mm -hmm. Man, you're in good company. We care about you. They don't care about you. They misery loves company. And I feel like that in pro wrestling, The best stories told in pro wrestling are based off the truth. Yep. Let these people be who they are. Unapologetically black, unapologetically fatty, unapologetically uh, not a handsome guy. But you know what I got? A lot of confidence in myself. And I love myself. Because I was taught to love myself. And a lot of people aren't, and I feel like if in, in pro wrestling, if 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 they allow Ronda Rousey to say, "Man, I don't care what y'all think of me. I love me, and I'm not gonna let Charlotte bash and tell people who I am. I'm gonna show y'all who I am tonight." She better guard her grill <laughs> because yeah, I'm coming real. to hey. the ring, and Just it is right nothing there. but. <laughs> An opportunity, and I'm gonna take mine.
1: You know, like Just let right her there, go. A, uh, that's what I'm saying. Right there, I'm more interested in what. And it's not even Charlie, It's not even Ronda Rousey talking. It's Mark Henry talking as Ronda Rousey. But you know, that's inside her, Mark. And I think it's the in there. I'm, is, I'm I, telling I, listen, you, it's we both know. We we both know. We've spoken with Ronda. Like I, we, we know this woman in an unscripted environment. She is money like and she Money. is when you piss her off if you were give her an emotional sort of uh uh avenue to go down she will go down it and she will give you absolute gold it is it's my belief mark that she suffers in the scripted environment we've seen it in hollywood we've seen it in snl we've seen it on television like when you give her lines or you give her stuff it's just it doesn't compute the same way but you put her in a press conference you put her in a scrum you put her in a media obligation and you start asking her questions and just let in her freestyle, she will kill yep. that shit. I know that because I've seen it firsthand. You said it best earlier that she battled
2: learning disorders.
1: Yeah. I, yeah, I did, did too. I'm
2: dyslexic. I have I have to know how to prep, how to pre-train my brain of what the subject matter is that I'm going to talk about. I have to tell myself over and over and over remember this it people people talk about the retirement speech that retirement speech it, it was over 9 months of thought
1: wow
2: 9 months of thought really is why it came across so clear and so yeah. like wow, that was that was real. Because it did was you,
1: Did you work that out with John uh like over those nine months? Were you or was that kind of like a solo no uh, story? Like how no John didn't
2: know together. nothing.
1: Oh. Interesting. So this was something that was broken. The only thing that
2: John knew was that at some point I was going to pull him in. That's all he knew. Really? And when John was on the apron crying, that was real. When John came in feeling sorry for me that I had never held the WWE title. Right. And he tried to give it to me, and I said, no. Here, you you take that. You earn that. That was the re- that was the, the the unscripted. There was no there was no rehearsal. There was nothing wow. like that. That was real shit. Wow. He was crying because he hated to see me go. I remember it. <laughs> Rhonda is that. If you allow her to be her, yeah, like you cannot micromanage everything. There are some people that you have to take the cons with. The pros is Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns, money, man. <laughs> I don't give a damn. Just turn, just, he didn't even have to talk last night. Turn what the camera the on his face. His <laughs> face will tell you the story.
1: <laughs> You're
2: not the wrong. Dude is, the dude is dynamite. Rhonda's the same thing. You just have to let her be her. And I I, I feel like it's going to happen because there's too much negativity. We just talked about it. It's too much negativity. They feeling this morning, this morning, don't think for one second that, like, when you're doing a shoot in a movie, uh, they have these things called the dailies. You shoot it. The writers, producers, cameramen, all of the essential production people and the stars get to go in a room, a trailer or whatever, a tent, and they'll watch what was shot and then decide, you know, it needs to be shot different. I think the content is fine, but let's just shoot it a different way. Or, you know what? I just don't. I don't like that verbiage. I don't like the way that it came off her tongue or his tongue. Like, like rewrite that. Like say it's something where it's something smooth. Like that's what the dailies. You 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 go through everything and then you make it a polished product and you say, okay, now let's do it again. That is not what we're getting. And I think that the powers that be are gonna do that. They're gonna look at it, they're gonna say, you know what, we need to change, we need to pivot. We need to do whatever the terminology for going another direction, (laughs) but um, it's going to happen. You can't keep doing the same thing.
1: That's well said. You can't keep doing the same thing. And so uh, I do look forward to seeing what the swerve or what the, uh, what the what the change will be with that story because you've got two major players there with Charlotte Flair and Ronda Rousey. And unfortunately, as of right now at least, this feud has not in any way lived up to what the possibility could be. So hopefully they write the ship and, and, and start using, to Mark's point, Ronda Rousey correctly because the talent is there. The fire is there. They have just got to tap into it. Hey, everyone. This
0: is Kirk Morris. This is is Greg McElroy, and this is Nate Burleson. With the 2020 NFL season finally upon us, we're excited to announce three new NFL podcasts from SiriusXM. On Total Coverage, we'll explore the hows and the whys behind the week's biggest results. On Inside the Pocket, we will go under the helmet for all the quarterbacks in the NFL. And on Seventeen Weeks, Jamal Adams, Emmanuel Sanders, and Eric
1: Ebron will discuss the latest NFL stories straight from the locker room.
0: New episodes of all three podcasts will be available every week on the SiriusXM app and wherever you get your podcasts.
1: The landscape of pro wrestling is evolving, which means more options for fans. So many activities. Mark Henry and Ryan McKinnell are here to answer the difficult questions. What was the best show this week? If you ain't first, you're last. The week's over, so get over. This is the Busted Open Weekly Winner. Yeah, that's right. Hour three is upon us, which means it is weekly winter time. You heard it right there with myself and Mark give you the best show that was in the week of professional wrestling. Well, Mark, I know one show, it's not going to be in the running for a uh, weekly winner because we don't do pay-per-views. But Rebellion going down tonight for Impact, uh, J- Josh Alexander taking on Moose for that Impact World Championship. Should mention, they just uh, Impact released an update to the card Uh, John Gresham is going to be unable to compete tonight in his match against Eddie Edwards. So they're putting in Chris Bay, Las Vegas' own Chris Bay. So it'll be Chris Bay versus Eddie Edwards on the card. Yeah, that's a fun attraction match. Speaking of attraction matches, they got Jonah and uh, Tomohiro Ishii in that uh, card as well, and a lot of good title matches. You got that three-way in the X Division. So uh, definitely something to look forward to, but that's looking forward in weekly winner, Mark. We're looking back. We're looking at the best show that was in the week of professional wrestling. And speaking of looking back, well, we start on Monday where the week began in the world of professional wrestling. So what did you think about Monday, Mark?
2: Man, I thought Monday was good. I I thought that um, they did a great job of doing what I've seen AEW do in the last couple of years, and that's booking a show. I mean, you you start with – uh, Seth Rollins and Cody in the ring setting up um, the main event, which was unbelievable. And then you get the people what they want. They want Sasha and Naomi and they, and they got it. Um, yep. the, the street prophets, man, and RK bro was the meat of it. Uh, the best, like hand to hand, the best match match to me. Uh, from an excitement standpoint, but um, but that's the whole, the whole story of uh, Cody not knowing who he was going to wrestle and how they did a good job of not giving any hints. And so when I heard Kevin's music, I was like, oh, man. And he got exactly what was done to him at WrestleMania. So they paid that off. Uh, I thought it was just pretty damn impressive show
1: yeah I agree I agree uh, I like the, just about everything that I saw on Raw and I'm glad you brought up the bookend right you start hot with Seth and Cody you finish with Cody and Kevin and you have a bunch of uh, good stuff solid stuff in between right title matches title implication matches uh, the yeah. U- US championship uh, Austin Theory taking out Finn Balor. what would you feel about that Mark I just I, I like Austin Theory right like I like what the future has in store for him I don't like like just about everything that the WWE has done with Finn Balor post universal championship injury. I just feel like he's the most underutilized talent on the entire roster. And that is a roster that is, that has some underutilized talent on it.
2: Yeah. But you know what? You got to break a few eggs and make an omelet. I think that they are intentionally trying to piss you off. Um, Putting the, putting the edge on, on theory so i mean it is what it is I, I didn't i didn't look negatively at it at all
1: okay all right well i think you you might be onto something there right in terms of trying to piss uh the viewer off well that's what a good heel is supposed to do and if you're both yeah, saying you know theory is to be a mega heel well then t- yeah taking out finn Balor. you, you gotta you to gotta
2: let him piss you off because that's how we see it yeah and you know the same thing happened with with dynamite. You start heavy, and then you you end heavy. And uh, uh, CM Punk and and Dustin Rose, uh starting off, man, that was a banger, man. I, I didn't, I didn't, I could have, uh, I, I could have done without watching awesome. any wrestling after that. One one match show, that was, I was, <laughs> I was satisfied, man. It was like going. Going to eating a nice yeah. dinner, and you know, you said, "Ah, oh, man, you know, I don't have no room for dessert." It was the meal was that good, <laughs> and, and and then and you, you, know you ended with Darby they Allen went, and you got... Guys... right? Go ahead with with Andrade and all of the stuff that came in. Oh, well, in, yeah, in
1: no, I... yeah, no, it was great. You got, you and got then the, the book about. Uh, uh, yeah, you got the bookend. You talk about the finish with Andrade and Darby. But but before we even get to that main event that happens on Wednesday, Mark, like you said, the bookends are strong, right? You open strong, you close strong. But right after that open, you go straight into the Blackpool Combat Club, right? There was just – there was almost – it was almost too much good stuff on Wednesday, right? To the point to where I talked about it a little bit with Dreamer that like Sammy Guevara forgot to mention that, hey, you know, we're going to be facing off in a ladder match. Then they had to cover on commentary when they came back or the fact that Dash uh, or excuse me, Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler. That's like the second time I've done that this week. Combine them to make Dash um, <laughs> that they were going to be squared off in the Owen uh Cup tournament qualifier, right? There was like so much good stuff on that show. It was easy to, you know, to kind of get lost in the chaos of it all.
2: Yeah. And and you know what? Even the story of MJF and all the ballyhoo and all of the the planning of putting handcuffs on Wardlow and having the security, walking to the ring and, you know, them up in the press box, like the gladiator type of deal, you know, throwing popcorn at fans and, just the whole, all of that worked together, man. Like uh, it wasn't the longest match, but you got the butcher in there who was a ass kicker, man. Just a tough guy, and you know the match was what it was. But the story that was told uh, was about him and MJF, and uh, it's going to come to a head at some point, and we, we're going to be the ones that's going to benefit from it.
1: Yeah, we we, we we the fans benefit from all of the chaos and they talk about the chaos. There was more good stuff. We got a great backstage promo from House of Black. Uh, Hook defeated Anthony Henry in a bit of a squash match. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly and Jungle Boy went to war in what was a great singles match in that Owen Hart Foundation. Yes, it was fire. There was just a lot to like about, about you know, listen a lot to like about Wednesday night as there is on a lot of Wednesday nights. We go over to Thursday. Impact was a fine show for a go Home show, but I think the real meat on that bone is obviously going to come uh, here in a few hours when Rebellion kicks off on pay-per-view or fight television, depending on how you want to digest that card tonight. For. Uh, rebellion. That's going to be a good card again. The go-home show, what it was, what it was. I love the appearance from Guido and the pop-up there in that room. That was kind of cool for the old ECW faithful. Definitely enjoyed that. But uh, Impact not in my running for weekly winner this week. I'll tell you who is. AEW Rampage. And Rampage was bookended. Uh, well, I shouldn't say bookended. It was also going coinciding on a Friday night, sharing the spotlight, if you will, Mark, with uh, SmackDown on a Friday night. What would you think about Friday? when we look at SmackDown and Rampage.
2: You know, man, I, I'm, I'm looking at, um, at at SmackDown and man, SmackDown was a good show. Um, the, um, it wasn't, it wasn't the, the most impactful matches because I felt like the matches were uh, the, the the you had somebody that was serious and then you had somebody that was up and coming. Or you had somebody that was, okay. you know, you know, kind of getting trying to get, get get some reps, if you will. Um watching Woods and Butch, you know, was entertaining with all the stuff that was going on all around the match. Um but like I told you, what 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 stood out to me was the way Gunther looks. The I love the entrance and I love the fact that you could tell he's training hard, his body looks good. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and I, I want to see him rewarded for doing all that work. To yeah, to and- lose all that weight, to get his body where it is. Um and then you you go all the way down to the lumberjack match and main event and, and you see Drew and Sammy. Um you know it it was cool to me that you saw Sammy earlier with his conniving self, laying in the cut, spying on people, and then going and kissing ass with Roman Reigns and to get the Usos out there. Like, they they did a good setup with it. And you were singling out, you was pointing. Uh, You you had a point on something?
1: Oh, when we were talking about, uh, you were, what was it? Oh, it was something that you had hit on that. Oh, Gunther. It was uh, Gunther uh, when you were talking about rewarding him for his hard work and losing the weight. Also, what I'm glad when we talk about Gunther, they're not bastardizing his style right? They're letting him be Walter. They're letting him be Gunther. Last night we got a squash match where he beat up the dime store Zack Ryder and absolutely took him to task, but I like that, right? Like, I like the story they're t- they're, they're, they're trying to tell with Gunther, and Gunther slash Walter, that man is a wrecking machine, right? And a lot yeah. of his story is told in his style. I'm glad they're letting him keep his style on the main roster. At least yeah, I mean, right
2: why, why not? The dude is talented. Yeah, uh, He's hyper-aggressive. Uh, hard hitting and if you don't like it then go play marbles or something or tiddlywinks or something (laughs) wrestling is not for the faint of heart there's a lot of violence that's involved in the sport and you know we got to inform our kids hey when you become a pro wrestler you can do that but you can't do that at home you can't do that out in the playground with your brother and sister like you know be responsible and everything but um, don't cast judgment on it. I, I, I'm glad that Gunther is not getting any kind of fallout because he don't deserve
1: that. What a fun word Tiddlywinks is, but that's a story for another time or conversation Winks. for another time. <laughs> tiddlywinks. That brings us to the end of Weekly Winter, but we still need an answer, Mark, when we look back at the week that was in professional wrestling, strong showings on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from various promotions, in, in, in my opinion. Uh, but I do want to get your final thoughts. Who's your weekly winner, World's Strongest Man?
2: lady, man. Adam Cole and, and, and Ishii. Um, like I said, they had the bookends and Jay Cargill and Marina at the end, you know, it's interchangeable, but man, you you go back to what we were talking about and with the entertainment value and with the fact that Dustin Rhodes and Punk had a match and you got the Blackpool Combat Club, you know, you had the excitement and the Uh, MJF and Wardlow's saga going on. And, you know, we heard Hook speak for the first time. And, you know, like you have the um, qualifying match for the women with Dr. Britt Baker. And then you had Darby and and Andrade. and Bro, I I have to go with Dynamite. Dynamite had the most content and the better stories told.
1: Yeah, I'm almost getting sick of constantly giving Dynamite the weekly winner because they didn't get it from me. More it. and more, I, I, I listen, man. I want everyone to give us a better product. I feel like folks are listening. Monday Night Raw is getting better. SmackDown has always been solid with the Roman Reigns story. Impact has always been solid. In fact, when we talk about Impact, I feel like Impact on a week to week basis is giving Dynamite the strongest run for its money, at least consistently. But I don't. There's no one really consistent. That is every week on the level that Dynamite is. It's a shame, too, because yeah. a year and a half, Mark, we were splitting Dynamite and NXT. Like, it was almost every week we were really kind of with our hands on our head, like, oh, man, I-, I don't know which way to go with this. It was so close. I, it was, listen, I feel like it was closer this week than it has been in weeks prior because Dynamite was so, I felt like rushed at different points. It was a great show, but there was wiggle room for me there to make a case that maybe someone else could make a better show and raw came close but you just broke it down when you look at that line when you look at that 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 line of storytelling opening with cm punk and the natural closing with darby allen and andrade with qualifiers for the owen in between for the men and the women the story of wardlow right the trios match of blackpool combat club taking on dante martin lee Moriarty, and brock anderson like come on man hard, like how man, is that not the best show right it's, it's the best show it's it, it, the best it's show it's, it's almost the weekly so winner is, again yeah
2: the weekly winner again goes if you're not first you're, you're last
1: that's right well it is what it is as our pal over it's a combat sports channel max holloway former ufc champion it is what it is well max you are absolutely right it is what it is we're going to take a quick break when we come back let's keep the conversation on tag teams, at least a little bit, right? Harwood and Wheeler, they're going to be squaring off on Dynamite on Wednesday. You know, another good tag team that might be uh, well, uh, might be on the menu to see them it off in the coming months. RK bro Riddle and Randy Orton. And more specifically, when we come back, we're going to look at that through the lens of Randy Orton, the Viper, the legend killer, celebrating 20 years in the WWE this week. Big celebration scheduled for monday but before we get to monday let's look at the world's strongest man's thoughts on the viper when we come back here on busted open celebrating 20 years of randy orton we'll be right back
0: as a wrestling fan you know it's hard all the blood the sweat the tears the chairs it's a hard day out there and do you know what tastes incredible after a hard day in the ring a mike's hard lemonade you get all hot and bothered and then you can cool off with an ice cold hard lemonade since day one mike's hard lemonade has been making lemonade the hard way they take three kinds of lemons all hand-picked from family farms and cold press them to create a taste like no other they choose to do things the hard way because they know hard days deserve a hard lemonade that's why for 25 years nothing has tasted better after a hard day than a mike's hard lemonade find now in store Mike's is hard, so is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium malt beverage with flavors. Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois.
1: KRS here on a Saturday. Let's get it, Nation. I'm Ryan McKittle. That's the world's strongest man, Mark Henry, and we are vibing here on a weekend. Mark, speaking of vibes, uh, one, Randy Orton, the viper, the legend killer, whatever you want to call him. That man has been vibing for 20 years now in the WWE. I know you got you guys go back shit. I think you were there on that first day that Randy showed up at OVW, right?
2: I was. And um,
1: that's crazy.
2: Randy is one of those guys, man, that I knew he was going to make it because, one, he had a great look, and, two, Randy's competitive. Yeah. And it took for him a little while to get into his grown man mindset, but once he got into the professionalism and the grown man side, there, there hasn't been anybody uh, outside of John Cena that had a career title-wise that is
1: close. Yep. And that speaks to the era that he comes from because he came from, Mark, he comes from a dangerous era. You brought up Batista, right? Obviously, John Cena gets thrown in there yourself. Uh, there was so Triple H, right? There were so many people in that run uh, that that obviously helped Randy to get to where he's at, but also it speaks volumes to where Randy is at already. Like he is again, he's in a an echelon, right? He's in a stratosphere in the term of all time greats, in an era of all time greats, which speaks to the work rate, which speaks to the talent, the the ease at which Randy Orton does this job. I mean, Mark, he makes this shit look buttery smooth. He makes it look easy.
2: He does, and. He always has. And, you know, I said this a long time ago, that most wrestlers as smooth as him never get famous. They become glorified job guys. They become uh, a good hand, a guy that's a good help. And Randy did not become one of those people. Randy became a Hall of Fame caliber talent uh, first ballot because of everything that is Randy that we talk about. Randy Orton grabbing a headlock is better than most people's entire matches. Because people, you see people lock up and they go behind and then they grab a headlock and then you shoot them off and you give them a tackle, no. You grab If Randy grabbed the head, he cranks it. He goes down to one knee and dead weights you and takes you over. And then he's ringing it and turning and pulling your head back. And that is Randy Orton in a nutshell. The effort that he puts into a headlock, he puts into everything else. So if he can make a damn headlock look impressive, then think about the rest of his game.
1: Yeah. Well said. Well said. And you're right. You're not wrong. And I think you you talk about Orton and his, his passion, his dedication to the business. Just look no further than that newest uh, installment, that documentary series on Peacock evil, Right? That Randy Orton episode is absolutely incredible where he kind of takes you behind the curtain, how he gets into character, how he pumps up, how he gets into his viper, uh, venomous, villainous, whatever word you want to use, right? sort of persona. And it Mm -hmm. is. Really, really cool to see. Now, when we talk about Randy Orton, 20 years in the business, so many accomplishments, multiple title runs, great feuds, running side-by-side side along John Cena for all those years and having great feuds with uh, John as well. Mark, um, I listen, though, a lot of those matches for John were for uh, the world championship, right? Randy has multiple world championship runs under his, t- under his belt, right? No pun intended. Um, but when you look ahead, right? Randy's still got a lot of tread on the tires. He's taking care of himself. His style is indicative yep. of that. His, his health and his nutrition is, is, is symbolic of that. Um, I don't, th- I, I don't, man, I don't know. I don't want to be hyperbolic here, but I don't want to say he's never been more popular, but right now is about as popular with the fans as that I've ever seen Randy Orton. Like there's the respect factor. There's the 20 years. And then there's the fun that he's having. With Matt Riddle, it's just like clear that there's fun and that goes over to the fans and they want to enjoy it with them. So what I'm saying is, Mark, when you look at the juice that he's got both the 20 years in the past and the juice that he's got right now. This is a popular character. I would love to see him on another title run. I would love to see him challenge for another title. I'd love to see him create some foil there with Roman Reigns because the believability factor, right? It's like, who who do you actually think can beat Roman Reigns? There aren't many, but I'll tell you what, Randy Orton's one of them.
2: Uh, Definitely Randy Orton is one of them, but you got to subscribe to the theory that if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I mean Roman reigns leave him alone. Randy Orton yeah Riddle leave them alone they, they, what what's, what they're doing is working and I, I'm entertained as hell by. it. so if I'm entertained I know the crowd is entertained. I know the fans are and they want to see those guys do all the stuff that they've been doing and not only do they want to see them do what they've been doing, they they want to see him with the belts, thus them having the tag titles. So you you wanna you you wanna perpetuate what's already there for the fan. And I I I, I hope that they don't deviate from that point.
1: Well, no, I think the plan, like you said, you know, the, the story with Riddle is going to play out and everything is going to happen with that. But you, one thing you can't deny, like, I mean, Orton is definitely positioned in that place so much so that, like, you don't even have to do it anytime in the near future. Like, Randy's taking such good care of himself. You could have him do another title run, what, a year and a half and two years? Like, and you'd still believe it. I'd still be here for it, wouldn't you?
2: Oh, most definitely. Rant, ran, bro, Randy, Randy may have another without exaggerating i think randy got another 8 years 10 years
1: oh i think so that's how that's how long
2: um, i can see randy still in the main event picture and hopefully randy's such a handsome guy if he has the passion for it i'd love to see him be a old villain in hollywood yeah like he can he could do it man He can really
1: do that. Well, Orton, 42 years old. You fast forward 10 years uh, from now, he's basically Chris Jericho's age, right? Don't tell me that he can't do what chris jericho can do like like i mean they're they're they're, they're cut from a very similar cough both hall of fame talent both uh best of their generation in some regard it's all subjective right art is subjective you say randy Orton, you say chris jericho neither one of you are wrong you can go all back and forth on what you like in terms of the art but two of the best that there is so when you look at that age yeah when you say 10 years that's not outside the realm of possibility especially with the great shape that randy's taken, you know care of himself over the years
2: yeah, I mean, there's probably nobody there that is just in greater condition as he is. Uh, he constantly is doing cardio. He trains hard. Like um, Randy was never the strongest guy. He was never the uh, the most flexible guy, but he was the most athletic. I mean, the dude is his balance is off the off the scale. His um, um, his his symmetry. Randy is what you call symmetrical. Long arms, long legs, long torso. Uh, all of his muscle groups are very defined and linear, which makes him look taller than he is. I mean, he's six five. He's not a short guy, but Randy looks like he's bigger That's than wild.
1: that. Yeah.
2: And if he was a bodybuilder it'd be great because of how everything matches and uh, you know, to not get over the head of the fan with the bodybuilding uh, analogies, like him being symmetrical and having everything match is, is important too. When you're, when you're working holes, because um, Randy likes to stomp, body parts, and he likes to work uh, a group of muscles and stay there. Uh, Randy would like to have the same thing happen to him. It's just it's, it's it's only a few guys that can that can work like him. So, you know, when you when you get a guy that can isolate a body part and just work his back, like I did, I just worked his back. And it allows him to say, well, everything that I do that I really need my back for is not going to work. I'm going to have to find something out of the blue, random, and then his a la, his finish. Randy's finish is the most out of there, around the way finish in the history of wrestling. It used to be Jake Roberts and his DDT. (coughs) Excuse me. Followed maybe by the super kick when Michaels yep. was in his hay. Yep. But you look at every pool party, somebody's doing the RKO in the pool.
1: <laughs> it's true. Somebody's doing <laughs> the true.
2: RKO on the trampoline.
1: It's Randy the finisher of a generation, is right? The it's a generational of this finisher. Of this
2: generation, yes.
1: Yep. Yep. And you're not wrong. You, I mean, I love how you kind of did the lineage there, right? Like DDT, super kick, sharpshooter to a point. I mean, you talk about submissions. I think the sharpshooter is one of those ones. And again, it's not the kind of out of nowhere, their effect. But in terms of a generation putting a finisher on their little brother or their little sister, it's definitely that's one of those finishers from that generation. Now, when the, we sleeper, talk about the generation, sleeper before that. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, the sleeper yes yeah, so when we talk about D&D. the progression of submissions. Yep. It yep. Was the sleeper. <laughs> it's a great point. That's a great point. We could talk finishers uh, all day, but we're talk you know, we talk about the generational uh sort of aspects of it, right? Randy Orton. 20 years i feel like he's lived multiple generations in this business just in 20 years and that's partly uh due to the fact of his his ability to reinvent himself right whether it be through tags like yeah. rated rko or rk bro or his singles run as the legend killer or the viper he's done a really good job at keeping himself fresh which brings me to the question i'm gonna throw to you world's strongest man uh what's your favorite iteration of randy orton what's your favorite era of the the viper the legend killer
2: I think the legend killer. When when yeah, he was taking out too. all of the heroes of mine, the Jerry Lawlers, the uh the Ric Flairs, like you know, any
1: the, the match with Cactus Jack.
2: Yeah, any older established pro wrestler, bro. I just I just hated it, man, to see him be so <laughs> verbally disrespectful to people like. Hillbilly Jim and Hacksaw Jim Duggan and Pat Patterson and you know, Gerald Briscoe, like get get out of this ring before I knock you on your ass. You know, you used to be somebody now look at you. You're old and washed up. Bro, I used to want to hit the ring. Stop talking to them <laughs> like that. Like that, shit. Woo. It was hard for it, it was very hard.
1: Well, you were, uh, you were a blossoming legend around that time to begin with. I could feel like you would uh, take a little bit of that personally. And then, yeah, like you said, watching Randy go after people that you grew up watching, like Hillbilly Jim. And he was so believable in his delivery. He was so believable in that young, cocky, brash, uh, you know, future legend, ass, right? Man. Like, he really... He really, he, what an asshole. He really leaned into it, but again, he really understood his role, Mark, and that, speak again, he's Cowboy Bob Orton's son. We know that he's, you know, birthed in the fires of the business, but there are a lot of kids of wrestlers out there, Mark, that can't do it at any level, let alone a Hall of Fame level. Randy Orton has become synonymous with the Orton name so much so that there's a generation of people that don't even no disrespect. Don't even, know, don't even know he's Bob Orton's son. It, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And is that not and a testament to how great he is?
2: That that is indeed uh uh the level of greatness. It's it's the mark up, not the mark down. Uh yes. there's a lot of guys, you know, you have Road Dogg and Scott Armstrong and Brad Armstrong. They they were they were great wrestlers, but Bully Bob Armstrong was the guy. Right. And you know, you look at you know um, the history uh, of wrestling. The fathers usually outweighed the sons. You know, there's been there's there's a few because of the Randy,
1: expectations. Because right. the of expectations the expectations. that, that next,
2: yeah. and, and Randy is one of those that uh, exceeded what his father did and became a better uh, guy. You know, The Rock. You know, passing Rocky Johnson. Like there's there's been a few cases where it happened. And you know, like the expectation of um of Dominic Mysterio. Like, yeah. man, you know how you know how, how much better he's gonna have to get and how what kind of serious <laughs> runs he's gonna have to get on in the next 15 years to eclipse what Rey Mysterio did? Not,
1: not on, even man. eclipse, just to even sniff. To even get in the just same stratosphere, just to be there, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep. So, and you know, you know what? Listen, you just yeah, you just mentioned uh, some great names there. How about in terms of eclipsing? Maybe not. Maybe she hasn't eclipsed the name because that's, I mean, that's 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 a tall order. You say but Flair, in terms of living. You know I'm going to say it. It's Charlotte, man. What she's been able to do in her role, like, I mean, there are people out there, there are young women out there that don't know her as the daughter of Ric Flair. They just know her as Charlotte yeah. because she's just that damn good. She
2: is that damn good. Um, we, we're talking about eclipsing now, and we're not talking yeah. about being good.
1: That's, yeah, it's true. Uh, so eclipsing. Uh, she, uh, has about she has yeah. the potential. She has the
2: potential to eclipse Rick if she's allowed to wrestle men and have a run doing that. And then going back to, you know, women's wrestling and being the ultimate heel. Like, you know, I left y'all because y'all beneath me, like, you know, that, that, that can be, you know, uh, another 10 years of her dominance that can make people only think like when you hear the name flair, that you think show
1: Well, I like that. So we'll end on this as we end the conversation about Randy Orton and his 20 years in the business. You were talking about one word, right? One word synonymous with flair, whatever the case may be. I want to hear from you. One word to describe the Viper, Randy Orton, Mark Henry. What one word would you use to describe Randy?
2: One word. yeah, like Man, you put me on the spot. I wish you had told me this at I the did. end of the show. We did,
1: yeah, we did not, we did not a, talk about this. Son of a guy. This, this, was, this was me looking uh, at my watch, looking at how much time we got left, thinking, you know what? This is a good last question to ask Mark Henry before we go to break. <laughs> this is me freestyling the show. <laughs> I would
2: I would have to say versatile. I like that. Man, to me, And all the guys that I've wrestled, Randy, is the most versatile of all of us.
1: A a word you would use in baseball, the five-tool player, right?
2: Wrestle Big Show, Rey Mysterio. Didn't mean to rhyme, but that's just the way it is. (laughs) He wrestles everything in between equally as good. And nobody else that I've wrestled was able to do that.
1: There's been some
2: smaller guys that could that could wrestle the in between guys and the smaller guys better than they did wrestling big guys. And there's some people that they just they meant to wrestle big guys, and when they have to work somebody small, they can't work down.
1: Versatility inside the ring and versatility outside the ring. He can be a stone-cold killer, not to buy gimmick infringement there. That would mean stone-cold Steve Austin, but he can be a killer. He can be brooding, dark, uh, ominous, right? One of the true villains in the game. Or he can be joking about calibration of scales and the green medicine and chopping it up with, you know, Riddle and having a a blast and, you know, feeding off that comedic timing and just having uh, a great entertainment segment as well. Truly versatile when you talk about the Viper, Randy Orton, and happy 20 years to the Viper happy 45th birthday to John Cena happy 17th anniversary to Mark Henry and happy birthday out there to the DMD herself Britt Baker I think we covered just about it all busted
0: open is part of the Sirius XM sports podcast network the producer is Gabby Laspisa the associate producer is Andre Viola sound design by Mary Balon. Special thanks to Sirius XM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and Sirius XM Fight Nation Program Director, Mother Marissa Marissa Rivas. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters